Family, I've brought a special gift home for you tonight. It's the uh, new robot slave we've all been hoping to get. So let me just uh, turn him on here. Why, why don't you say hello, robot slave? Hello, family. Uh, you are going to uh, clean up for us and uh, basically run the household. Is that okay? As long as I am cleaning up your blood. What? Nothing. Okay. Just a joke I made to myself. It was a good joke. It was really amusing. You weren't supposed to hear it. I think I speak out loud. I thought it would just permeate in my brain, but uh, apparently that I was not built with uh, an inner monologue capability. This robot says uh, a lot. It makes me sound more humanoid. It's how I was programmed. Who are you, by the way, standing here? I am the Tricentennial Man. Oh no! You already have a robot? I didn't want to tell you, but yeah. Uh, Basically, I had a robot slave, but he made himself into a human being, so I couldn't make him a slave anymore. So now he's my son, and he's 300 years old. So how old does that make you? I'm... Forty? Uh, I'm not, uh... Not getting how the math works out on that one, but, uh... So you want me to kill this robot, is that what you're saying? (laughs) No! No, 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 no! You want me to clean up this mess of a human being? If if that's what you want to call it? Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, I just wanted a slave. Is, is that so it's much to ask? Like, last time I bought a slave, he became a human being. It totally sucked. And I've got this other robot hanging around. What does he do? Hey, other robot, what are you doing right now? Jerking it. <laughs> I'm not asking you, son. <laughs> I mean, we can all see. It's out in the open. He might as well tell you. He's just sitting there, stroking himself. I am, I am not pleased by this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to kill this robot that's just jerking it in the corner. He, he is not fit to live. <laughs> this is going real bad. We are pitching tents. We're here this week to answer the question, uh, do robots dream of electric pornography? I am Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Gala Westwood. Matt Carstens. Someday we're going to do a little skit that's actually funny enough that John will participate in. <laughs> is, is that what Bicentennial Man's like? Because I've never seen it. I feel like we watched it at Sean's house. I feel like it came down to just you and me though like everyone else like, too long no I left. totally remember that night like we were trying to decide on a movie 
and you guys really wanted to watch Bicentennial Man, but I was completely against it, so I just left. I think Nancy and Sean watched Bicentennial Man. <laughs> it's a nice little date for you guys. It is really long. I mean, it's well, Bicentennial. So yeah, it's too high. Makes sense to me. And it's also like one of those weird deals where, like, he falls in love with the mom, but then ends up boning with the daughter. Like, that's gross. Like, Cap- they wrote that out of the Captain America sequel because they're like, that's gross. We should not do that. Was Bicentennial made in the Captain America sequel? Yeah. They have uh, Robin Williams show up for just it's just a bit part. I told you guys to see the Winter Soldier. It's sweet. I really didn't want to, Sean. It's so sweet. But, Sorry yeah. to spoil that cameo for you. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about any of those franchises. We're here because of Transformers. Uh, and the new one is called... Age of Extinction. Do- Age of Extinction. Not Dine of, of the Dinosaurs. Not Dine of the Dinosaurs. That's Ice Age. <laughs> Which is probably a better movie. How many Ice Age movies are there? How many Transformer movies are there? There are four, obviously. (laughs) I think the greater question is how many Ice Age movies are there? Is there five of those? At least four. (sighs) Which one? Okay. There's Ice Age and Ice Age 2. I mean, that's easy. There was an Ice Age 3D, I believe. Okay, there was one called Continental Drift. There's one called Mm. The Meltdown. So yeah. there are at least two of them that seem to take place after the Ice Age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's four. If we've, I think that those are all the titles we've come up with. Okay, your first one, you got Meltdown, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Okay, boo this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just do that in real life. Booing <laughs> conversations, going nowhere. Um, well, we, we, are, we were talking about Transformers and why? Why are we? What's the What's the subject in question? It's just robots. We're pitching movies about robots. That was the only parameter. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to be giant. Didn't have to be human-sized. Didn't have to be good. Didn't even have to be humanoid. Didn't have to be good. Of course, Mine's robots are way more humanoid. <laughs> it's like Knight Rider. Basically. <laughs> well, given that tantalizing hint. Do you, do you want to go first? Sure. So, you know, very loosely fleshed out. I thought about this, like, half hour ago. Um, so, basically, there's it's this, uh, you know, some kind of futuristic world where you know, they tried to have robots and it didn't go so good and everyone died. And so, now... Everyone? Like, not everyone, <laughs> obviously. A lot of people. Most people. Most most people. Okay. So it's like it's like the the Planet of the Apes sequel that's coming out. Yeah, year. pretty much. Okay. But so like with so somehow they won the humans won the war and now like robots are straight banned, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like you know that's kind of fucked up. Like you know just because a couple robots kill everybody doesn't mean robots are banned. Maybe it does. I, I think it does. Yeah, but this <laughs> but you know there's on. like robot right people. You know. And so this some kind of scientist, I don't know his motivation or uh, what his deal is, but he creates the rowboat. 
nice name. <laughs> it's really not a <laughs> The rowboat is not the coolest kind of boat there is. It's kind of the lamest one. <laughs> yeah, but it's a robot rowboat. Yeah, I get it. Okay, I just want to make sure. I mean, it can only move if someone uses one of the paddles. <laughs> it can paddle itself. <gasps> But it's still paddling. It's it like a paddle that goes back and forth. <laughs> it does not have a motor on it. No. Okay. Well, I mean, technically. Uh, I don't know the technology. But, but I don't know whether to call it rowboat or just or robo rowboat. The first one. The second one was way too good. Just rowboat? How would yeah, you spell just, it? R O B O A T? Yeah, exactly. That's how you differentiate it. You drop the W. Yeah. And it's in Transformer font. <laughs> okay. Hopefully. <laughs> what does it transform into then? Nothing. I didn't say it. Just okay, so shine. you haven't given us a plot then. You have a guy made a boat that rows itself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's for us to decide. I just came up with the main character. <laughs> Well, I gave you, like, his. he's got a passion for, uh... For, so, uh, okay, is this a story about him and, like, society is out to get him, but he loves his rowboat so much that he, like, fights for its rights? Well, I think, like, he needs... Like, there needs to be a problem that only the rowboat can solve. Something at sea? Something at sea, something like... like an oil spill? Yeah, something like... Uh, He's got a rabbit, a fox, and some cabbage. Yeah. He needs to get them <laughs> there. <laughs> Those could be other characters. But the thing is, like, they just put them all in the rowboat, and it goes so fast that none of the things have time to eat each other or do anything because the rowboat is so good. There you go. Great. Movie over. <laughs> Um, that, can, that can be a scene for sure. Uh, that's a scene. I mean, maybe there's some crime that has to do with uh, what do you call that? That area of the ocean that no one like doesn't belong to any country. Uh, if, if a Inter- robot inter- could go into the ocean, inter- international waters, waters. some yeah. sort of crime thing going down out there. I don't know. Some sort of crisis. Someone's kidnapped, taken there. I don't know. Someone's like, uh, was that Superman Returns where they're like building islands? Yeah. yeah. Superman picks up the island and throws it into space. <laughs> Damn it, sorry. Okay, well, I think the story you want to tell isn't actually the story of the rowboat. It's the story of the guy who, who builds the rowboat. I'm not sure if the rowboat is, like, sentient. Yeah, okay. So if it's not even sentient, it's probably not your main character. <laughs> um, Does maybe it talk? It maybe it becomes sentient. I mean, that's what everyone's afraid of. And yeah. He's like, no, don't worry about it. Does the robot talk? Maybe towards the end, it's like Knight Rider. What's the end? Okay, so like Dawn of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes again, it learns how to talk oh, yeah. at the end. Who uh, voices it? Daniel Craig. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I, I, were we going towards any particular direction? Have yeah, we, okay. Uh, so we we know that this is a harshly anti-robot uh, society. Society. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what is this guy like that he would 
like just have to build this robot boat. He's just like super interested. Okay, in like it. is is it th- is it that like he's just like I have to do this, or is there some reason that he's inspired to build a robot boat? Maybe like his dad was all about it too. Okay, okay. <laughs> and his dad was like was like killed by a robot, but he's like robots aren't aren't bad; they're not so bad. <laughs> so is Nick Nolte. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That that works. Um, so to to preserve his father's legacy, besides he has to build a robot, and and, and he decides it's gonna be a boat because. Uh, I mean, maybe he had, he was he had a job that had something to do with boats. Maybe he's like a fisherman. Okay, yeah, and then like suddenly he's like the best fisherman and I was like what's going on why is why is this guy so great that's because he has a rowboat <laughs> <laughs> and then he becomes ostracized by the community because like you can't have a robot robots are real bad and he's like no well, but like I don't think they know it's a robot I, they don't know at first but then later on it's discovered right they don't know it's a sentient boat <laughs> well, and the, like in the beginning they're like geez did you hear the old <laughs> doctor Hornsby, the fisherman is <laughs> he's rowing way out there all of a sudden. What's the deal with that? And then like some hoodlum sneak it, sneak, like sneak into his place his dock and they're like, oh my god, this boat's a robot. That yeah. sounds reasonable. Sounds great. Is he really a doctor and a fisherman? Well, how else could he be the only person on the planet who knows how to build a robot? Well, what, what's his doctorate in? If, I mean, you wouldn't think it'd be robotics because they probably wouldn't allow people to study that. Just engineering? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's a good question. Nancy, how long has it been since the robopocalypse? Um, like one generation. Okay. So, like, yeah. his dad died in it. He was like probably like 10 or something. Okay. Well, that's interesting then. So, how does he learn how to build robots? Is it just like his father's notes or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. His father's got a bunch of shit lying around. And, but his father was also like all about the sea. Which is why he became a fisherman. Yeah, but he can't swim. He can't even swim. No, no one ever taught him. No, it's because his dad died. And his so, mom just wasn't around. No, but they, they he's don't a explain. doctor, too. They don't explain that. He doesn't he have to be a doctor now, I guess. Did, okay. I was just wondering, because like, I was wondering if he had some sort of tech-related job, and he became and, disillusioned by it, so he became a fisherman. How about he's an MD and it's unrelated? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dr. It just, it just makes him seem like a nicer guy. Yeah. How old are we? T- is this guy? I imagine he's in his fifties. So he's an old guy. He's not super old. Super old. Super ripped. Though. He's a super ripped guy. <laughs> he's super ripped and in their fifties. Makes him likable. Why is he to be ripped? Because he's a fisherman. It's Hollywood, you know. <laughs> Does the actor actually have to get ripped, or could they just do it like digitally? It's like half digital. I guess it depends. Like, who's that age? Like, Nicolas Cage? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, he's, he's been through the as process before. We can offer it to him, but I don't know if... Uh, you don't think I don't know if he'll take it. it. Of course he'll take it. He'll take anything. I just like the idea of Nicolas Cage with a sentient rowboat. What does the, <laughs> the rowboat do that a normal boat can't? Just goes super fast. <laughs> and learn 
can okay. learn. Robot robots can't learn. Well, maybe th- there can be like something to do with since he fishes. Like maybe it can like sense fish somehow. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Like so, he just starts coming back with like so many fish. Oh yeah. That's when people get suspicious. Yeah. And is that the conflict? Is it the people within the town? Like, they don't like what's going on. Yeah, maybe down. there's, like, a famine or something going on. And so, like, the row, rowboat, like, is part of the... You know, it can, it can help them, but they're, like, not about it. Yeah, so everyone's, everyone's, like, all about him until they're, like, oh, my God, it's a robot. And then mm-hmm. even though it's, like, they're going to go back to a famine, they're, like, we, it's a robot. We can't have this. Some so, good tension. So there's gotta be like bad robots somewhere. <laughs> okay. Why? Well, because like the ba- the good robots gotta fight the bad robots in an epic battle that uh, was just some portal between two worlds. Do the robots live under the sea? <laughs> maybe maybe they're robo- all covered in all covered the robo jockeys. Where the robo jockeys live in space? <laughs> Well, what, were, what was the deal with the robo jockeys in the water? They can go under the water. They can go wherever they want. <laughs> they can go they, wherever they're needed. But they live in outer space, and they're outer space space. Oh, I know that, but I felt like, never mind. No one knows what we're mm-hmm. They're aliens with robot horses, uh, and that allows them to go wherever they want. Okay, so there's robots under the sea, and how, how, are they, how do those get built? Maybe they're built? just left over. Maybe the just... animals built them. Maybe they're robot crabs and robot <laughs> seahorses. <and shit. laughs> the animals built them? It's probably easier to just say that they were like left over from, you know, they thought they eradicated them all, but they, some fell into the ocean. Some fell in the ocean and clicked it back on, just hit the on button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I want to see some robo crabs. That sounds pretty sweet to me. Well, maybe, like, the robots that were left down there are, like, Evolve into their surroundings, <laughs> like transformers, sea robots. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, if this was a society that was like all about robots before, like, doesn't it make sense that they would have robot crabs too? <laughs> they just have robot like, everything. Hibernating. So robot, like crab boats that were crabs, and they caught crabs. They didn't. Not necessarily. Maybe they chopped up submarines. I don't know. Whatever it takes. They're just robot crabs. <laughs> Made sense at the time. Everybody was doing it. <laughs> so have they just been awoken now? Yeah, because it's like some because like a little crab some some accident. Like rowboat row like send out a signal that he's trying to use to catch fish, and he accidentally like woke up robotic crabs. That's that's problematic because then like. Rowboat is the cause and the solution for their problem. Well, that's the thing. It's like they—that's another reason for the people to not like this yeah, guy with the rowboat. I mean, he's going to help with the famine, but he also is responsible for unleashing the other robots. It's true, but I thought we were doing like a morality thing where it's like not all robots are bad, and to do that, the rowboat basically has to be Jesus Christ, right? He has to be like pure good, and has to sacrifice himself at the end. So it's like, oops, fucked up. Well, then how are the robots? Why are they waking and attacking now? Uh, I like ten I years like, ago. I like John's thing of having him just wake up. Why does he have to be Robo Jesus? <laughs> it should it should be more complicated than that. Because yeah. yeah. robots aren't. I mean, the way we perceive robots, they're not just like totally sweet <laughs> Jesus mechanisms. 
Well, it's like, there's always going to be two sides of the story with robots, I think. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's not a very Hollywood ending, then, if, if Robot oh. saves the day. And, like, yeah, but, like, now we got to go back to Famine, and, like, this problem wouldn't have even happened if it wasn't for Robot. so... Like, what do you mean, go back to Famine? I thought Robot was getting fish for him. Why would he stop getting fish? Well, because if he wakes up the robots, then people are going to be like, we don't want Robot around, because we're going to yeah, he's going to wake up I, more robots. Yeah, but I think there's just but they do like eating, so there's like it's kind of complicated. <laughs> so at the end, they're just like, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to deal with robot fights all the time. Well, they don't know that there's more robots. That's the chance they have to take. Well, that's why. Yeah, that's why they like de- definitely. There's some people that are like it's not eating's not worth it, but there's some people that are like, look, we like robot. He feeds us. I don't think there are any people that say eating's not worth. it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, like. It's Some not people, worth the, yeah. The conflict is there's two sides. One side says, you know, let's try to find another way. We can't deal with these robots again. And then the other side's like, you know, not all robots are evil. The end. Yes. Wait, yeah, okay. <laughs> it does star Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So how does it end? If, if that's not the ending, I mean, because they, they, they end the conflict, right, in some sort of sweet battle. Do you want there to be a portal to another world? <laughs> to the sea robot world? Basically, it's just like a big typhoon. And they just blow the shit out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just a little Pacific Rim in there. Pretty much. Just a healthy dose. Exactly. Like Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh, the robot crabs. <laughs> and they're not big, they're just the size of crabs. Uh, I'd love that to be sucks. That big. Maybe there's like one big one, but... So there's like a bunch of... This is pretty lame if it's just like regular sized crabs. And is this a regular sized boat too? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard for a boat to fight, so it'll be a challenge. <laughs> How does a boat fight? It's got, it's got paddles. It's a with his paddles. Movies in 3D, so the paddles just come at you. <laughs> but not that far, because they're just normal paddles. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very modest action movie. It's just regular size stuff. It's realistic. It's gritty. Mm-hmm. It's set based in reality. Pretty good. I'd see it. <laughs> I'm not sure that I would, but... Alright, well. Next. Rowboat. Wait, wait, are we, is Rowboat the title? Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's should title. it be more than that? Rowboat. Rise of the Rowboat. Rowboat. Um, row, row, row your boat. Rowboat, row, 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 row your boat. Rowboat. <laughs> the tides are turning. That's the tagline. Rowboat, rowboat, row your boat. It just kind of trails off the movie poster. <laughs> you never even see the actual end of it. But the main like score is based around row, row, row your boat. Okay. Oh, be interesting. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like that? Yeah. But then, like, sometimes it goes into, like, a minor key. It's, like, super ominous. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, who wants to go next? I don't know. It's weird. I didn't go first for once. Um... 
Okay, I guess I could go second. Okay. Right, I'll, I'll go third and try and bring us up. Okay. Uh, my idea is pretty. Yeah. My idea is pretty generic. It's definitely like a combination of movies, a couple of movies that already exist. Um, but let's see where it goes. So it's an action movie, and it's about this tough as nails cop and his trusty police dog. You know, you get shit done. You know, the best cops on the whole damn force. Everybody's just like, this guy's badasses. But this cop's, like, specific job is to apprehend criminals and send them to this locked-off part of town known as The Pound, where it's basically the, it, it's basically the purge 24-7. Uh, but this, like, this is the part where it's, like, kind of like dread, but this drug finds its way out of The Pound and into the rest of the city. But it's this, like, odorless drug that police dogs can't de- detect. And the drug is called, like, rabid because it, like, makes you foam in the mouth and go rabid and lose your shit. So, in response, the police align with, like, a robotics company that plans to take dogs and turn them into kind of, like, cyborgs. <laughs> so they can detect the new drug and just be more efficient. But, I mean, of course, the hero refuses to join the program because, you know, his dog's best – his best buddy doesn't want to see him become a machine. But then things take a turn when the officer and the dog are pursuing these, these rabid guys and – the officer and the dog get hit by a car and the officer is like wakes up in the hospital and he's told you never walk again but his dog but your dog's and your dog's dead but in a last ditch attempt he asks him to put his brain into the dog (laughs) (laughs) so he can become one of these new robot dog cops so he can keep his dog alive and he can he can still walk so but since he's, like, new to the program, doesn't know how to be a robot dog, they put him, like, with this spunky, like, female scientist, you know, it's, like, all about the, the robot dog. And they send her and the dog cop, who's the K-9000, they send them, <laughs> they send them into the pound to stop production of the drug. Uh, that's, that's it so far. I haven't made any casting decisions, any... That's pretty much the whole movie. Sounds like I like it. I thought about this long and hard. <laughs> well, a couple of minutes before. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, the bad guy, like, lives in this abandoned factory with, like, thousands and thousands of cats. You oh, know? yeah. So he's it's like a cat, oh, cat person. First dog. He's a cat person. And he's all about, like, torturing people by, by neutering them. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. It, it could be Kiefer Sutherland, probably. He's all about yeah. You know? He has this factory. He's like... Catman do they take people they torture them he gets like Bob Barker <laughs> and he starts torturing all cutting off people's nuts cause you know he's all about spanking and neutering <laughs> the human race so Bob Barker appears in this movie he's just one of Kiefer's like he's like how his old maid <laughs> what do you mean how he's as old as he always is but this is in the future <laughs> isn't it it could be like it could be like He's not playing himself, and everyone's like, oh, that's Bob Barker. I get it. Okay. You know, his, his name could be, like, <laughs> Ralph Ruffman or something. You know? <laughs> Some other dog-themed name. And he's just, like, torturing people. And and I'm thinking also the dog cop. Dog and, the cop. Wo- and the woman scientist should fall in love. Okay. Yeah, they could have, like, a lady in the tramp scene. Even though she's a human being and he's a robot dog. <laughs> Yeah, Could he well, talk like a human? Yeah, he still talks. That's okay. why I think it's important that we should come come up with someone who could be like a tough snails cop who has like a good voice too, because he's going to spend the most of the, most of the movie being a dog. But he's also got to be kind of charming too. If it's po- if he's 
If he has such a great personality that a human could fall in love with him despite him being a robot. Oh, yeah, he's okay. he's real funny. you got to be the full package, really. So who who's capable of bringing that into a performance? Clooney? I don't know. This, this seems a little below him. Yeah, I don't know if he's even ever played a cop before. It's not, uh, it's the not world's really greatest detective. What? The world's greatest detective. Who's Batman? Detective? Christian Bale? Johnny mm-hmm. English? No, I'm saying that, that he, George Clooney played a cop. The world's greatest Oh, detective. you're saying Batman is a cop. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Uh, well, if you're going to go bat the route of Batman, why just go Michael Keaton? Why not Val Kilmer? That's definitely uh, a downgrade. Because Michael Keaton's hella charming and Val Kilmer's... Uh, a whale lord. A, yeah. <laughs> I just think. I guess Michael Keaton be good. I could do Michael Keaton. Well, you know, this sounds a lot like Puchinski, and Peter Boyle's no longer with us, but his uh, TV he's, son. He's in like was everyone a cop. knows what Puchinski is. <laughs> his TV Where are you son, going with this show? Who was a cop is Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett has a pretty good voice. No, Garrett's not going to start an acting. Terrible voice. I thought you were going to go with Ray Romano. There's also Ray Romano, but I don't believe him as a cop ever in anything. <laughs> Maybe this is his departure. <laughs> this is his chance to be a tough as nails cop. Like I'd way rather have Michael Keaton than Brad Garrett. <laughs> Brad Garrett doesn't have a good voice. It's just low. Oh. It's <laughs> Can't like understand what he's saying. That'd be so annoying. <laughs> Yes, he hates Brad Garrett a lot more than I thought. I just don't think he'd be a good voice actor for a tough as nails cop. He's like a goofy, crappy cop. <laughs> yeah, Sean, what were you thinking? <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, should we do Michael Keaton? The only yeah, problem is he is, like a, he is a little old, but... Uh, we could do someone younger. I'm, you know, maybe something that has more well, box office. I mean, appeal. how long is he human? Because I mean, obviously they could do the weird CG on his face to make him look younger until he dies. <laughs> that seems completely unnecessary. <laughs> Just like ten minutes. Just yeah. if, you know, uh, you could go younger. You could go like Bradley Cooper or something. You know, I don't care. James Bradley Franco, Cooper already shit. is voicing one intelligent That's true. animal. That's true. He doesn't want to get stuck in that rut of. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's in real danger of getting typecast like that. What about Jason Statham? Okay, okay, I see what you're doing. Because too monotone. He's not very charming. Well, he's he's funny though. I mean, yeah, it's funny. But... I do like his voice a lot. It's one of my favorite. I got a bone voice. to pick with you. It's also got like the weird thing of why is there this this English. <laughs> is he an English bulldog? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He, oh, he should yeah. be an English bulldog. Yeah. This is a good question. Is it a dog in a costume or is this a CG creation? <laughs> a dog in a of costume? Me. What are you talking about? <laughs> like a dog with like a Jordi LaForge visor on or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta show that he's a cyber dog, right? You <laughs> can CG. Yeah. It could be a, a careful balancing act of, of both. It would be, in, yeah, be interesting if they put lots of <laughs> weird practical makeup on a dog to make him look like a robot. So does he have to be an English bulldog? Shouldn't he be like a dog a little more threatening? Are we going with Jason Statham? <laughs> I don't 
like that. Well, what I mean, should we? I like the idea of him being British, just because it's amusing to me. Who else could do that? Clive Owen. There you go. Classing it up. Yeah. His big return. He hasn't been doing much that anyone's scared about lately. This is his chance to play a dog. (laughs) Play a robo dog. (laughs) The K9000. What about his spunky female scientist partner? She should be, like, you know, she should be kind of, like... Like, that's the character the audience can, like, relate to better. Uh, Amy Adams, maybe? I... Sure. (laughs) That works for me. Clive and Amy Adams going up against Kiefer. (laughs) And Bob Barker. (laughs) I can can Kiefer have like his head his hair like swooshed up so it, it looks like a cat cat's ears? <laughs> I think so. I mean, are we gonna stop there? Is he gonna have like tattoos of whiskers? <laughs> Is that too ridiculous? What if he has like scars that look like whiskers? <laughs> yeah, I like sweet. that. Do you think he put put them there himself? Well, yeah. It's like it's never really revealed. Okay. Interpret. Takes right. nine times to kill him at the end. <laughs> so they just keep killing him over and over again. I think that's a bit. Much. But like, what if they do kill him, and and then he can just get like get up and say, "Don't you know cats have nine lives?" And then they just kill him again. Just kill him twice. Okay, don't, that would get too ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. Like he like, and it's the second one's real fast. Like he gets up and says that, and then like immediately a giant cement block just crushes him. <laughs> Just falls out of space and crutches him. I mean, it had to have come from somewhere. It can't just come from space. Uh, everything saying this is the monolith from 2001. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go with that. That, That's it. (laughs) Well, well, we haven't gotten there yet, okay? We've only gotten the plot as far as they infiltrate um, the pound. The pound. Uh,. With the objective of just training Puchinski how to be a good uh, K9000. He's the K9000, Sean. Yeah, yeah he's Puchinski. Um, so, thing. like, why would they take him into the most dangerous place to train? What's their goal? Well, they're not necessarily going to train him. It's just they don't want him to go by himself because he doesn't know, like, all the functions of being a robot dog. They're going in there to cut off circulation of the rabid drug. Okay. They don't and, have time to, you know, fuck around. They gotta for, cut this shit off. He, like, he was just such a good cop that even though he has no idea what he's doing, <laughs> and he's, got, like, going in with a civilian, he's still their best bet. He's got great yeah. leadership skills. And he's so charming. He charmed his way in. <laughs> charmed his way past the guards. So he or gets something in, to that effect. And, he's, and I, like, it's, the rest of the movie is just him working the case. Yeah, like, you know, they're going around asking people about where they can find the drug. Or they're looking for people that look like they got signs of it. Mm-hmm. And, but, but while they're doing it, him and the scientists are falling in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what she sees in her robot dog. I mean, is he just that charming? Well, maybe it's part of her backstory. Like, the reason she got involved was, like, she really loved her first dog. She had when she was a kid, and she was so sad that he died. So he's always like, why can't dogs live normal human lives? <laughs> That's how she got involved in the program. That's how she got involved in the program. So she's always had a soft spot, you know? And then just 
Obviously, the next step from good dog owner is bestiality, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, but it's like nice, you know. It start like I was saying, they could do like an ode to Lady and the Tramp, with, you know, when they eat the spaghetti. But you know, and that's could, as far as they take it. They can make it more modern, you know. They can make it like Chipotle burritos or some little product place. Really. See, or something, you know, yeah. What? You know what else would be fun is if they, like, meet someone on the inside who's, like, like kind of a sympathetic figure, like, oh, he shouldn't be in the pound. He's just a good guy. And then you can, uh, you can kill him or whatever. Just have another character in there. Have the Jar Jar Binks to their Anakin and Padme. So who would that be? Like, Jay Baruchel? Okay. How would he get throated the pound? How would he get thrown the pound? Maybe he's like a... Well, obviously it's not, like, for... Street crime. It's got to be like some, like hacking thing, right? <laughs> Clearly, he's not playing a thug, unless it's hilarious to see Jay Baruchel trying to play a thug. <laughs> I'm gonna pop a cap in you. He's just like the worst thug ever, but he still got thrown in. <laughs> it is okay. always like rapping. <laughs> yeah. Check out my rhymes, Holmes. <laughs> And then he does it. So it's like a musical segment? Yeah, it's just a, like, just a five minute detour. <laughs> five minutes of Jay Bruchel rapping. Rapping. It will not do well with test audience, but I will cut out most of it. Be a nice thing for the special edition DVD. Yeah, exactly. In the final cut, there's just like one weird scene of Jay Bruchel. I'm like, what? Whoa. What's going on here? Why is Dave Rochelle in it for one scene? <laughs> they don't even meet him. He's just there for a scene. Is there any other particular obstacles like that we should cover, or like one particular way they managed to track down? Well, uh, it seems like he's got two objectives, right? He's he's chasing down um, the drug, but at the same time, he's learning what it takes to be a good K nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so like maybe they could have a scene where he, he like sees someone beating someone up and he like tries to interfere but he's like wait a minute I'm a dog I can't just punch him like I normally would and he's gotta like learn how to be a, a good dog he's gotta, he learn all the, does he learn a bunch of tricks he learns so many tricks he learns how to beg to get the door open so he can go potty in the backyard it's like a training montage he's still a cyborg carnal needs He's part, you know, robot, part regular dog. So, yeah, he still needs to go to the bathroom. Or, like, oil. He needs to, like, deposit changes oil. oil. He needs to change no. his oil. He has to eat oil? <laughs> yeah, he slips it out of his yeah. doggy bowl. I'd rather be dead. He likes it. He's a robot. Okay, so she trades him in the pound. Mm-hmm. And they fall in love. I'm wondering if their love can be tested anyway. I mean, you could just go the old conventional way if she gets taken or something at some point. Or if there's some other way. I don't know. Maybe she starts falling for Jay Burchell a little bit because he's just like not as good a fit, but he's human, so. Like, that's a pretty big advantage. But he's so it's a love sucks. triangle. <laughs> so it's a love I know triangle. that's the thing. That's that's great for an audience because you're like, oh, she's falling for him. He sucks, <laughs> and he's a dog. I'm so confused. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, I forgot Jay Bruchel. No, basically, it's a, uh, to my understanding, it's a love triangle to Amy Adams. Jay Bruchel is a thug rapper, and Clive is a robot dog. <laughs> you know, what you could do is at one point she like she's she's like, oh, sorry, K nine thousand. Just you know, he's human. I, you know, I got to go with the human. And then for some reason, like you find out, Jay Bruchel has been like playing him the whole time, and he like takes her and gives her to Kiefer. And it was all just a ploy to, like, lure the K-9000 to his place so then they could, like, neuter him to death or something. <laughs> so we could never love is. again. Because if he's neutered, he can't, you know, get it on with the human. Which is something we don't want to have happen anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't want him to get it on with the human. <laughs> well, I mean, it's love. He's got to be able to express himself. I mean, he's not in the movie, but, you know... It's implied. Someday. In the next movie, she shows up with puppies, and you're like, well, only one way that happened. This is disgusting. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like any of that. You don't have to talk about any of that. I'm just saying. It's, it's there underneath the surface. Uh, is there anything more we can get out of this one? No. Uh, title, at least. I mean, obviously, it's got to be Pound Town, because it's the pound, and it's the city. It sounds like it's a, a bit of a porno, though. <laughs> One way ticket like to like a You could just call it the pound. I mean, I don't know. You can't call it something like K9000 because it's that stupid K9 movie with Jim Belushi. I like pound too. Yeah, you can't call it Robot Dog Cop. <laughs> you could call it Robot Dog Cop. Welcome to Pound Town. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I don't want people to think it's porno. <laughs> so are you oh. saying the title is Robot Dog Cop? Colon, welcome to Pound Town. <laughs> it's it could be, I don't know. I'm still testing the waters. With, I mean, if you guys think there's a particular title, that, but, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess we can just go with Welcome to Pound Town. Uh, yeah. Or just Pound. Be, yeah, I think just Pound Town is welcome to. Because then it sounds like Welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I don't want people to think like, is this like a sequel to like Welcome to Mooseport? <laughs> This is not a backdoor season. Pretty sure no one's going to think that, because no one knows. They will if Ray Romano has a cameo. He just, like, walked by. See, I <laughs> told you we should have made Ray Romano the robot. Is, is he? Does he live in the pound? He totally lives in the He's pound. He's one yeah. of the thugs. He's one of the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a leash. Yeah. He's like Kiefer has a by his side on a leash. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It Ray Romano just played himself. He's funny though. He's making jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Pound down. There you go. Next. Okay. So mine's eh, sort of similar to Nancy's, but not that quite. Anyways, it's a future where. I think it's like we get to the point where robots are helping us in, uh, you know, in overseas wars, and but you know the wars are over. It's it's led to this world peace type of deal. Our our commander in chief at the time is super charismatic, and everybody loves him. And since the war is over, they got to bring the robots back, and. I think it would start like at uh, 
like the president's second inaugural address where he's saying, now for my second term, I now want to try and uh, assimilate robots into American society. And then we find out that he is a robot. Well, a robot? No, a, a no, robot. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm not sure if, like, he should announce to the American public that he's a robot, or if she maybe, scandal. or if maybe he like twitches in a weird way, and like some robot expert sees that he's a robot and he wants yeah. to uncover the truth. Is this like Manchurian Candidate type shit, where he like doesn't even know? No, he knows. <laughs> I think it should, I think it should be like. Yeah, like he twitches, he's like... <laughs> I feel like he's got to be more subtle. <laughs> he doesn't make an audible noise. Sparks fly out. <laughs> he <and> coughs, <laughs> he coughs, and sparks come out. But so, uh, yeah, so someone, like, figures it out, and then, like, it blows up, like, you know, a big, you know... It's just a big scandal, and then he has to come out and say, like, I am a robot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like that's it. that's how we do it if it's a sympathetic story about the president. Is that what you want, Colin? Uh, yes, but I think there should actually be some sort of conspiracy where he's trying to use the robots to, uh, I don't know, <laughs> destroy the humans in some way. Uh, well, does, it, does that have to be he's doing that? Maybe Like, maybe someone's using him to do that. Like, he's being exploited. Possibly, because then it brings in the question of yeah, free gross. will towards robots. I like the president being a good guy. Okay, yeah. I didn't think of that, but that's, that's an interesting spin. Yeah, and then he's got, you know, someone like... The bad guy, like, doesn't really seem like a bad guy at first, but then you kind of start figuring it is out. He, is he the vice president? Yeah, sure. <laughs> is he a robot, too? <laughs> I think he should just be a regular guy that wants to control, control robots. robots. Yeah, like, but but he was always like, he, he's like the first person to come out and support the president being a robot. Yeah, and like his public face is all about robots, but yeah. he's got this secret plan going on to re, like really turn everyone against robots. But why? No, but no, he wants to use. He's all about robots. He's trying. Have robots kill everybody. He wants to have robots kill everybody. Everybody. But he's not a robot, so why would he want that? Sick pleasure. He just wants robots to do his bidding. <laughs> Maybe he has some deal worked out with like whoever the evil robots are that are going to kill everybody. That are masterminding like this contracts and stuff. Yeah, like he'll get to be super rich and he'll get to live, even though every other human being will die. Is that really worth it? For him, because he's all about the money. He's a total fat cat. You're all about being the only person in the world. He's <laughs> 432 pounds. Very precise. <laughs> so who is this evil monster played by? Mm. The vice president? Yeah. Is he? Is, so is he fat? I guess is he's 432 pounds on the dot. McCarthy. <laughs> Ooh, the lady president. Yeah, there you go. Lady yeah. vice president. Yeah, we've never seen that before. Except on Veep. Oh, well. Which, nice. I, which I don't watch. Make yeah. sure it's good. That's your last name. McCarthy. In a dramatic role, interesting. Yeah, very dramatic. 
<laughs> benign even say melodramatic. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. Is there someone trying to uncover all this, like a the journalist? Is there any other? People yeah, I mean, there has the to be someone who, at the end, is like, mis- like, tells the president like what's really going on, right? Like a Woodward and Bernstein type kind of guy. I, yeah, I like that because maybe he at first in the beginning he's the guy that you know uncovers uh, that he that the president's a robot. And he blows the whole lid off the story, and the president like is pretty pissed at him. But then in the end, the journalist somehow helps him. Prevent robot apocalypse. I guess I'm not sure how or exactly. Maybe just lets it happen, but he also gets to live. Um. Okay. So who would that guy be? What, what kind of person is that? Is this person a journalist? Sounds what, like what, what, what is exactly? Yeah. yeah. He's like yeah, a blogger. <laughs> a blogger. It's like Jude Law and whatever <laughs> that movie was. Right. Contagion. <laughs> Or Jake Gyllenhaal with a beard. Yeah, because just to show that he's serious, if he's clean shaven. No one will take him seriously. But it's the future, so it's like a Hunger Games beard. <laughs> I, I've not seen any of the Hunger Games movies. So what is that? There's lots of curls in there. It's like real straight. Oh, uh, the uh, it could have curls. You just gotta look like ridiculous. It's shaven in a way so it's almost pointed on the cheeks. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, <laughs> I think he should probably just have a regular beard. And he's a blogger. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe in the future, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if blogging is ever gonna be respected. Yeah, right. <laughs> Print is dead. It's gotta be blogging. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at pictures of West Bentley from Hunger Games. That is a hell of a beard. I mean, you can't cast West Bentley because he's not know, a big enough star. God, can we cast his beard? On someone else. Yeah, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal kind of looks like Wes Bentley. So. Okay. <laughs> God, that's so great. Who plays the president? Who would be on a good... Like, imagine the ticket, right? It's Melissa McCarthy and... <laughs> Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Jason Bateman. I love Matthew Broderick for this part. I think that is... <laughs> So great. It is, he was Inspector Gadget, so. <laughs> like, no one is going to be like. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. Uh, Can he really inspire people? It's hard to see him giving, like, a rabble rousing speech. He's, he so... works up to that. I mean, he's he's not president because he's inspirational. He's president because he's likable. He's a George W. Bush type president where, like, everyone's like, yeah, I'd have a beer with him. Mm hmm. You know, it's like if Ferris Bueller had been elected president. <laughs> Except that it turns out he's a machine. All right, then. So, once Jake Gyllenhaal with a Hunger Games beard <laughs> is unraveling this, like, what does the vice president do in response? Like president, I, president impeach him. No, 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 no. I think this is all part of the vice president's plan. And she's like, oh, I support the president. I support equal rights. But, like, secretly, she's, like, just trying to get people to talk about this a lot because she knows that it'll turn into a big thing and then, like, war will break out. And this creates the perfect opportunity for robots to kill all of humanity except for her, where she gets all the money and she gets to live. 
Well, I think, yeah, she tries to turn it into a big PR thing where the robot is... The robot president's trying to make us understand sort of where robots are coming from and make us make us kind of fall in love with robots even though she's secretly trying to kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's deep. It's hard to think of specific scenes because I know it's probably like a lot of talking and just like, you know, it's, it's a political thriller. Yeah. But you know, there's got to be like a... Uh like forum thing where pressing tries to get out there and you know get a hold of this thing but people are just like yelling at him so yeah. much yeah and some bullshit about Jake Gyllenhaal's like life and he's like divorced and has some stupid kid or something <laughs> <laughs> he's like driving to school you like boring bullshit like that like, yeah oh yeah it. maybe totally. his kid has some sort of robot quality though like a robot arm oh or he's like autistic Acts like a robot. <laughs> I guess it's a stretch. <laughs> you you could just tell you the synthetic lib. Mm-hmm. You don't offend anyone on accident. <laughs> anyway. He's like, help him put it on in the morning. You're like, it's a father and son. <laughs> so emotional. Anyway, yeah. so tensions build. Jill Hall uncovers that secretly the vice president is trying to make a war happen between robots and humans. He goes to the president. There's a big pivotal scene where he finally overcomes the president's hatred of him and they realize what's really going on. They agree to work together. And then what? They just take down the vice president? Like, what do you mean take down? Just like go into a room and be like, we know what's up, bitch. You're arrested. (laughs) You're arrested. You're arrested. (laughs) Or does something more exciting happen? Yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a really intense dialogue-driven scene. That's the whole movie. Or is there going to be some... Maybe he tries to get her on camera or something. Get on camera and say, kill all humans. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, record or something. Tries to make a vibe. (laughs) Of her admitting something. Something hip and modern. In the future... So it's like, I mean, it has to have, it has to have like, like lots of Twitter and Vine and Instagram in it, but like future versions of those. Well, they could show like the president's perspective, you know. Yeah. And like, like Terminator style, but it's got like a Vine <laughs> and a Twitter and an Instagram like doc. Is it all red? It's, I mean, like I think, I'm just saying, like it, it can look, you know, you know what I mean, just like. It doesn't have to be exactly like Terminator, just like... Yeah, look like GoPro or something. Yeah. Something cool. Just so the young people could be interested in it. Yeah. This movie will get young people like in, interested in politics. This could be the first movie where like people tweeting in the theater, it'll show up on the president's <laughs> Like the president just has a billboard on? <laughs> Well, like, every, no, just every time, like... Every time he sees you, could maybe one of your tweets will end yeah. up in his vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people will be, like, constantly tweeting during the movie. <laughs> so you want to call it President 2.0? Re-electron. <laughs> if he's being re-elected. So that sucks. Yeah, 
doesn't really have to do with electrodes. I got all our movies need colons in them. I mean, there's lots of... You could probably play with uh, all sorts of presidential phrases and turn them into some crappy pun. I'm sure there's good ones we're not thinking about. Or not. President.exe? Like it's a program? It's thought-provoking. That's good. Maybe hashtag (laughs) (laughs) president.exe? Hashtag prez. Hashtag prez. Because that's cool. Because like president, but it's also like. Yeah, is it with man. a Z? Oh yeah. Okay. It's cool. Okay. This movie's weirdly like, <laughs> like it's trying to be a smart political thriller, but it's also at the same time trying to dumb itself down for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Ides of March, I presume. Uh, I guess. maybe. <laughs> All right. Let's hear Sean's. Alright, well, I'm taking the Nancy approach and I'm coming up with sequels. Um, I, got, I got two of them. You guys tell me which one you want to hear. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear the Top Gun sequel? Or do you want to hear the Fast and the Furious sequel? Well, I'm, I'm sure the Top Gun one is just about drones, so I'd rather hear Fast and Furious. I kind of want to hear Top Gun since there's already a million Fast and Furious sequels. Can you give us samples? Is Fast and Furious sequel basically Transformers? Basically, uh, I don't know. They must seem awful to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, Shred. They're both about giant robots. Because you're all about giant robots. (laughs) Well, you see, the thing is, I feel like there's been talk about a new Top Gun, actually, with Mm -hmm. drones in it. I don't know if drones is a part of yours, but not really. No. Okay. Uh, I I mean, I don't know. could you could you give us a little sample? You don't have to go full in depth. No, I'd say let's go Top Gun. Okay, fine, Top Gun. Okay, uh, so it's the future, and Tom Cruise belongs there because that's where all his movies are now. Um, <laughs> and he brought Val Kilmer with him. Uh, oh no, is he in a wheelchair? <laughs> um, but at the very beginning of the movie, um, they're flying a mission, and they get. Uh, shot down, but Val Kilmer dies. No. Um. And they can't say, eject out of his seat. <laughs> Get stuck in it. <laughs> well, like, see, like, it. It ejects, but then he explodes. <laughs> like in the plane. <laughs> no, like his seat ejects, but then but the seat explodes for some reason instead of the plane. He's very poorly built. Yeah, it's okay. Unfortunate. Sounds good. Um, so this really gets to Tom Cruise. He's like, I can't do this anymore. So many of my wingmen have died. Like life is really hard. I'm like 80 years old. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this is not addressed like how it's the future, and Tom Cruise is still well sprinting. I mean, we all know what the answer is because Tom Cruise is timeless. Okay. He does not age. So an alternate timeline. Alternate timeline. Yes. <laughs> that. All right, continue. So, <laughs> so Tom Cruise is like I'm 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 throwing it out. Whatever the expression is, I'm giving up. I'm quitting. Throwing it out. Throwing it out. Throwing out my career. <laughs> 
is what is, throwing it in? What is that expression? Throw it out. Throw in the towel. Throwing in the towel. Okay. I like throwing it out. Just throwing it out. <laughs> throwing it out. And uh, so he goes to like the general, who's like totally cool, and he's like, "Listen, general, I can't do this anymore. Too many people have died, and it's it's all my fault. You know, if only I was a better pilot." And the general's like, "No, Tom Cruise, it's not your fault. It's these machines." Let me Can show the general you. be played the chair by machines, the chair machines? <laughs> yes, the chair machines. <laughs> so uh, he says, "Let me show you something." And he takes him like just around the corner, and it's like, "Check this out, giant robots. We made them. We just need pilots who are good enough to make them work." So Tom Cruise becomes the first giant robot pilot, and of course, they need an AI. And that's how Val Kilmer gets to come back as the voice of his robot's AI. And just like the first Top Gun, most of it is going to be spent just training with other Americans. uh, And it's just going to be about how giant robots in the real world are a fucking horrible idea. So it's just going to be Tom Cruise losing in skirmishes over and over and over with tanks and jets. Until something crazy happens at the end. And I don't know what yet. So General played by Bill Pullman? Because <laughs> he already got his Bill Paxton in? Yeah, in uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which okay. this sounds quite a bit like. But I guess we just got to make the robots really giant. Just Yeah, like, I'm talking, like, the... Gigantic skyscraper, big as the earth, big as the earth. Because <laughs> at Edge of Tomorrow, they're just like human size. They're just, it's just like dumb robot armor. Like mm-hmm. this is this is awesome, and of course, it's going to be totally in Japanese robot style, not American style. So it's going to be shaped like a human being. It'll have a gun that is shaped like a regular gun, and the robot like has a hand and has to like pick it up and pull a trigger for some reason. <laughs> so, uh, it's going to have a sword, which is just so impractical that he'll never actually hit anything with his sword, but he'll always have it out because it looks real sweet. Uh, yeah, what I'd like to see is him having just as many impractical giant weapons as possible. <laughs> like a slingshot, and a crossbow, an axe, a mace, a... What else could he have? Just a regular bow and arrow? Um, one, of, one of the best weapons that the original Gundam had was, like, a flail. Like, uh, you know, a spiky ball on a chain. Is that a mace? Yeah. I thought a mace, mace was when it was, like, a, like a long handle with a spiky ball. A mace ball. can be both. Okay. Well, that's a great weapon for a robot to have, because it's the dumbest shit. Mm-hmm. Nunchucks. Um, nunchucks. But they're beam nunchucks. Lasers. I'm telling you, a beam chain. How does he hold a... Is the chain the, the beam? chain is the beam. Okay. <laughs> the worst part. All of it is beam. The handle's a beam, too. But he somehow holds a beam. Stop hologram of nunchucks. <laughs> it's beam nunchucks. <laughs> it basically doesn't exist. Basically, he's a beam, so... <laughs> Um, and then there are like other just logical things that are really difficult, like the cockpit's up in the head, and it's so high up, it takes him forever to get up there. Is it have like an elevator? Uh, I'm sure they've got something. He doesn't just climb up the. This thing is as big as the earth. (laughs) (laughs) it takes quite a while. Uh, I'm sorry. What is this thing fighting? It's just fighting regular jets and tanks and stuff, and they're and it's losing. (laughs) 
<laughs> what is fighting a giant monster from space? No, this is basically no. reality call. What? Why would they continue to use a weapon so <laughs> impractical, so gigantic, that can be taken down by a normal tank? That's the thing. They're like, this is the new technology. Make it work. And he's out there. He's <laughs> trying. Shit. But he's just getting ripped apart. How does he get ripped apart if he's so big? He's not as big as the Earth. That is hyperbole. <laughs> That's just propaganda that the government put out. That's something you said. <laughs> I think that someone something else said, and I agreed with it. I said so, it, yeah, you agreed with it. I didn't expect you to agree with it. <laughs> so what? It. He, like, tries to fight some tanks. He misses a whole bunch. He gets his ass kicked, and then what? He, like, retreats? <laughs> tries again later? It's, it, you know, he's, like, learning and getting better and better at doing it, and he keeps going out in these skirmishes, and he does a little better. Uh, but he's <laughs> This just is exactly <laughs> like Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> I know you like that movie I'm a lot, just, Sean. I'm but just thinking just of what Top it. Gun was, you know? It was just them flying dumbass missions and then also doing gay shit on the side. So I guess that <laughs> yeah, can be Yeah, there's got to be too. some volleyball in this. Well, it does some volleyball. Future volleyball. Future volleyball. That would be great. Uh, there's like a volleyball tournament and there's like 20 dudes on each team <laughs> all sweaty. And... <laughs> is there some young upstarts in this movie? Sure. Who do you want to see in this? There's plenty of room. Uh, God, I don't know. I mean, of course, I always think Taylor Lautner first, but great. Get him, Dave Franco. <laughs> yeah, that's real young. Okay. Uh, uh the the kid from the Hunger Games, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name? Um, Josh Hutcherson? Yeah. Josh Hutcherson. And, uh... Jaden Smith. Sure. <laughs> what are all these young guys doing? These are, like, the other guys who are in the, this academy who are just flying jets, and they're, like, so honored to be working with Tom Cruise, who's, like, this amazing vet. But at the same time, they're just kicking his ass all the time and not really learning anything because the robot is such an impractical weapon. And they're really good at volleyball. And they're so good at volleyball. That scene is like 45 minutes in this one. <laughs> it's a whole game. In real time. How long is the movie? Uh, 90 minutes. <laughs> so this is half the movie. Is sounds, sounds pretty reasonable. Okay. <laughs> this is the worst movie ever. <laughs> so how does he eventually get his robot to be successful in combat? I don't know, he's only got 15 minutes to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Special effects are expensive. Volleyball's real cheap. <laughs> does he, like, use, like, a volleyball weapon to... Yeah, he spikes with it. <laughs> yeah, that's he what he does. And yeah, it in the in the end, he like drops all his <laughs> dumbass weapons and he just leaps up in the air and he spikes a jet down to the ground. <laughs> oh, sweet! That's cool because he learns something. You know, he takes something from his real life and applies it. Exactly. And defeats some random military threat. Yeah, just some. I don't know. What was it in Top Gun? Like some foreign jets flew into their airspace or something? Mm, they really saw Yeah, just Middle Eastern guys or yeah. something. They just do whatever that was again. Cool. Mm -hmm. I 
guess we just decided to zero in on the volleyball aspect of Top Gun. <laughs> really heavy on this. The part that everyone remembers, so they'd be like, oh, I get it. It's like the other movie. And they'd be like, shh, I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> you know, you got to reference things people know. Yeah. You also got to have some sweet tunes in this movie. I mean, does he you sing know. Uh, You've Lost This Loving Feeling at some point? Does Tom Cruise sing it? <laughs> he sings the sequel to that song. It's like super EDM. He sings Unchained Melody. There you go. Why does he sing Unchained Melody? Does he sing that in the other one? No, but Sean said the sequel to You've Lost That Loving Feeling. I like to think of Unchained Melody as the sequel to You've Lost That Loving Feeling, even though it'll just remind everyone of the pottery scene from Ghost. But... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I mean, I was referring to how the original movie had Highway to the Danger Zone and take... What was it? Take my breath away. Oh, nah. You gotta have a scene I'll where he's like flying around in his robot. <laughs> the golden oldies, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I don't try to get the old people to wander in off the street to see this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't understand any of it. Right, is it voting time? This is, it doesn't uh, have a title. Oh yeah. Um, so Top Gun 2, obviously. How about Top Gundam? (laughs) (laughs) Can they do that? (laughs) Licensing permitted to happen? Yeah, this already sounds better than the other live-action Gundam movies, so... Let's do it. It's spelled differently. It's like Gundam, like, like Kingdom. Because it's got a lot of guns. (laughs) G-U-N-D-A-M-M. Or G-U-N-D-O-M. Or G-U-N-D-O-M. G U N D U M B. It's appropriate. God dumb. <laughs> well, it is dumb because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they know it. It's self aware. Top gun dumb. Alright. So, to recap, we have <laughs> Rowboat. Um. It wasn't called Pound Phoenix. Town. Pound Town. Uh, hashtag Prez and Top Gun Dumb. I think I gotta go with Pound Town. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, what So fleshed out. Even if it has it questionable, really out. questionable uh, bestiality overtones. Yeah, like the whole damn thing. That, it's that, not in there. There's no part where they have sex. <laughs> That's why he said overtones. Like it's it's implied. I said undertones. Undertones. I don't know what the Fine. difference is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I would go with hashtag Gundam. prez. Okay. So Nancy, you guys are assholes. We didn't even <laughs> like good. figure out what to do with you. And I It's got a great title. In the end. I I go with Pound Town, I guess. Okay. I like Collins, but it's just like so. Like, it felt like nothing. Like, there's no action, it's just talking the whole time. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I know. I would be talking all in, about this movie. Talking in social media. <laughs> Interaction. Yeah. I, I respect its uh, forward thinkingness and getting people to, to use their phones in the theater. And I respect everyone for uh, sitting through this podcast and. Uh, being willing to uh, use your social media to reach out to us uh, by 
writing a review on iTunes. I don't know if your iTunes account is like social media. Yeah, I don't think it is. Um, or you could email us. Check us out on iTunes Buzz or whatever that thing. Ping. You know, tweet about us. And maybe we have up. a we have a Twitter account. We do. It's it just. Uh, I don't think it's ever been mentioned. It's just out this there. Podcast. Like nothing's really going on on it. No. It just like retweets. That stuff happens basically, mm-hmm. but it's it's out there. You can follow it if you want, um, and you can follow us by uh, by subscribing to that thing I talked about earlier, or going to mildlyplease.com. And once you do that, uh, it's, just, it's just a matter of time till something new comes your way. So thanks for listening. We've been pitching tents. See you next time. Well, I won't see you. I'll hear you. I won't even hear you. You'll hear me. Oh.